This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Morning, this is Frida Liu. It is a rainy kind of morning. Anyway, it's Monday. Uh, I've got Richard Bradbury here in the studio. Morning. Uh, what, how are we kicking off this week for our discussion at noon? How to get a best price. Uh, we, we all like the best price, right? So we're going to be talking about uh, negotiating deals, uh, or, or rather negotiating tactics. One of our lead story is about the, the trick to getting more money in a negotiation isn't about what you say, it's about what you don't say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would like to kind of uh, ask people people to send in their negotiation tips. You know, what do they use uh, when they're out buying their clothes or when they're going for a job interview or anything like that? I'd like to see what tips they can share with us. Get us on WhatsApp, 018-789-8899 or on Twitter or Instagram at BFM Radio. Send us your negotiating tips. All right, so that's happening at noon uh, on Enterprise Biz Bites uh, with Richard Bradbury and I'll be in that discussion as well. In the meantime, what are we talking about today? Well, there is a strong career correlation between organizations branding and its leadership many successful brands have a champion at the top uh, someone who leads the change sets the vision and defines the values we think uh, Richard Branson Steve Jobs Elon Musk Jack Ma uh, Mukesh Ambani uh, well you get the point uh, extrapolate this to the leadership of countries and do you see a correlation between confidence in leadership and confidence in country as an investment destination uh, Malaysia is a case in point so whether intentional or unintentional all these leaders have a strong leadership brand and most successful leaders do. Uh, Their leadership brand conveys their identity and distinctiveness as a leader and communicates to stakeholders their value proposition. Uh, It allows them to maximize their influence and impact and helps them align people with their vision. So what are the characteristics that define these leaders though? What are the elements that help them create a strong leadership brand and how can they replicate it in others? So it is the last Monday of the month and with me here today is Human Equation founder Sheila Singham in the Tools for Transformation series. Of course, it's a race game to discuss how to build and model a strong leadership brand. So, welcome back, Sheila, uh, on this lovely rainy morning. What is a leadership brand and why is it important? Well, a leadership brand is essentially what characterizes a person as a leader. Okay, it's, it's one of the most important assets he has and it's linked to the perception people have about him. It's not what you think of yourself as a leader, it's how people perceive you as mm. a leader. So it goes beyond your external image, how you dress and look and What's on your yourself. name card. Yeah. yeah, and how you speak and, and all. So that is part of it. But more important is what is inside. No, we have met, many of us have met people who are very well packaged on the outside and you think like, wow. Mm. And then they open their mouth to speak and then by you watch their actions and then you go like, seriously, you know, I, mm. I, I wouldn't trust this guy, uh, you know, with a 10-foot pole, right? Mm-hmm. So this leadership brand pa- stretches past the individual knowledge and skills and competencies alone and the external qualities portrayed and it goes way beyond into the values that they practice, Mm. the beliefs that they hold, the vision for the future, the behaviours that impact how they work with their people, with their external as well as internal stakeholders, and how inspired they are, the vision they have, and the direction and commitment and other vital characteristics. Okay. It's like basically like, you know, the you know the old joke, right? Your leadership brand is what your partners say about you when you're not in the room. Lah. Yeah. Mm. Right? What people mm. say about you when mm. you're not in the room. So can you give examples of those with a leadership brand and the impact uh, on the organizations they lead? 
all the countries they lead. <laughs> okay, England. right. Um, so basically, uh, some example, right? There, there are so many, lah. You know, so you got Steve Jobs and Apple. You've got the Virgin Group, Richard Branson, GE, and Jack Welch, Alibaba, and Jack Ma, mm. right? And then you got Tata Group and Ratan Tata. And then closer to home, you've got Tony Fernandez and Air Asia, lah. Now, one of the things that all of these leaders have brought to their organization is they've brought a sense of confidence. They've kind of, if the organizations were struggling or if they started the organizations, then um, they they lent, they brought confidence to the brand because of their leadership style, the values they portrayed, the vision they had, and how they executed it. And then when when there's confidence, then there is loyalty. Hmm. You know, people are confident about you. They'll follow you wherever you go. So clients will follow you wherever you go. I think we've seen that in leaders who kind of move yeah. organizations. People follow them, and their employees also will want to follow right. them. And then and loyalty is also based on trust. Hmm. So these are some of the things that these leaders have lent to their organization. So um, you you always have a strong link between the creator of a brand. And the brand itself, hmm. okay. right? Right. Hmm. So, uh, what are the important components of a strong leadership brand? Okay, what needs to happen first of all is, um, first of all, in a leadership brand, you need to have strong competencies. Ah, huh? we hmm. can't run away from yeah. that, lah. Okay, hmm. the track record, experience, skills, success stories in the field. They are in uh, whether it's business, politics, health, or anything. Hmm. Now, it doesn't mean that if you do not have the specific competencies to run that particular business, that you can't go in and take over. Now, Tony Fernandez is a case in point. Uh, he didn't have airline uh, yeah. industry experience. He came from a music industry, but he took an ailing airline and then bought it over and look look where it is today. Mm-hmm. But that ability, you know. So there's another thing that you need to have as the EQ and the SQ skills. Right. He, I mean, for example, look at Tony. His ability to um, uh, really get along with people, communicate with. We have a vision. SQ is spiritual intelligence, the ability to be in, be inspirational and be inspired to do things with your organization. So to to have that vision that is beyond what anybody else can conceive, right? So um, you you must have the passion and excitement to lead. Then people will want to follow you. Okay. Another thing that you need to look at is a person's value system. Hmm. What values do they hold dear? Do they does the leader practice the values? Does he just talk the talk or walk the talk? Okay, people are looking, you know, at all times. And if you don't walk the talk, your credibility just goes. So who want to follow you then? I mean, I think you would understand and if you look at many world leaders, they talk the talk, but they don't walk the talk. We've yeah. seen that happen. And then you will just have a sudden tsunami and you know, they get replaced overnight, you know, either through the peaceful democratic means or other means, right? Mm. So what values are very important. For me, if I were to ask what is the one thing, the, if the leader has strong values, everything else can be learned, mm. okay? Mm. So if held up for scrutiny, what does the leader's life say? Does it reflect authenticity? Which brings me to the next point. Next point. Mm-hmm. Authenticity is very important. Authenticity is linked to integrity. It's linked to congruence. Do what you say you will do. Be what you say you are. 
Mm. You know, so congruence is about aligning what you do with what you say. Lah. Again, coming back to walk the talk. Huh? Yeah. Another thing is behavior. Off and on, under the spotlight, scrutiny of the spotlight, and also in the wings, in the shadows. How is the leader's behavior? Because if out there you are saying something, you know, and and promoting something and preaching something, but behind the scenes you're doing the opposite. It will come out, okay. It will come out. Mm. So I mean, you can't tell people, for example, in a country to you know uh, be prudent about their spending and 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 you know go on a budget and don't spend. And then out there, you know, spending millions on holidays, flying here, buying jewelry and handbags and all that sort of thing. You know. So how does a leader carry himself? How does he treat his people? How does he speak to people? Is he fair? Does he build people or tear them down? Is he producing people who are emulating his leadership skills, or people going and saying, "Yeah, well, the 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 myth is, you know, the truth behind the myth is is really quite mm. rotten," you know? Right. Okay, and then of course, strategic action is very important for a leader. What is your strategic plan mm. for your organization? What is your vision? Does it inspire stakeholders to want to participate? How do you inspire people to participate? And then how do you translate that vision into strategic action? Okay, does it inspire uh, confidence? And finally, of course, you have the value proposition. Right. What makes him unique as a leader? I mean, you think Steve Jobs, what do you think? Creativity. Right. Correct. I mean, yeah. there's so many creative things that Apple has come out with from the start. So, if when there there needs to be this this thought, this this word that comes into mind when you think think tune Mahathir, what do you say? What do you think, Frida? Right. Uh, what do I think? Uh, leadership. I mean, I I do. You know. Yeah. Huh? For me, for him, for me, like he's strong. You know, unafraid. Mm. No, tak takut. Mm. Right. <laughs> so that's it. And that's probably one of the things that people wanted. They they wanted someone who could just come up there and stand firm. And and you know put up that fight lah, fight the right. good fight. Okay. Mm. Now, what happens if a leader lacks one of the components? Can he or she acquire it? Can. Mm. I believe that there is no leader who is perfect with all the competencies because it takes a lot of experience. And it takes right. what you have gone through leading companies and all. You you don't get a twenty eight year old who comes up there and has all the competencies, right? So I believe everything can be learned. Um, even even if you look at Tun himself, you know, he didn't know much about finance before, right? He was a doctor, hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, he became very very well versed in finance. Could rattle off numbers and mm. all that better than you know the he best reads accountant. And, and he reads, yeah. yeah. So all knowledge can be acquired. Right. Skills can be learned. Mm. Okay. The right values also can, can be installed, right? Okay, if you want to. If you want to. So in NLP, we we work a lot with a person's values, all right? And one of the things we do is to elicit their values and look at their values. So for example, if the person's values uh, sort of, you know, you you don't have like a strong like courage maybe or, you know, visionary or something like that, those can actually be installed. Mm. You know, for example, if an entrepreneur comes to me, And they and making money is like somewhere at the list of ten eh, at bottom at the bottom of the list of values. I would say, how are you going to do business like that? Right. Take that value and put it somewhere at among the top five. Right. You know, so that it's up there in that person's uh, radar, unconscious mind. Okay. So another thing that we can do to produce leaders is, of course, through coaching, mentoring. 
So in, in organizations, you must have the top tier of leaders to mentor some of the high potentials, you know, coach them through the process. And mentoring doesn't take a lot of time. Mm. You know, it's just about spending half an hour. I was just doing coaching last week with someone and she realized that one of the things that had happened is that she had picked up a lot of unsavory leadership skills mm. from her previous boss which was bringing to into play in the current, current. situations yeah. so then i said then when i gave told her that she had this epiphany like oh my god mm. i didn't realize i was becoming like her I always said i never mm. want to become like my other boss you know mm. i said okay so let's see how who can you model right. that's an nlp technique by the way modeling mm. someone else so i said who would you like to model and she mentioned someone her, her one of her current bosses i said okay so every week go and spend half an hour, one hour with this person to find out from them how they think, mm. what are their values, what are their beliefs okay. about you know employee engagement and things like that. Right. Now, mm. how do you build a leadership brand? Uh, we'll discuss that with Sheila Singham uh, from Human Equation after this. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Building First World Mindsets, BFM 89.9. This is Raise Your Game on Enterprise. Good morning, Frida Liu here. Sheila Singham from Human Equation joins us for the uh, final Monday of the month and it's our Tools for Transformation series. We talk about the importance of a strong leadership brand. Um, you know, earlier on we discussed the importance uh, and what it is. Now, how then do you build a leadership brand? Okay, I think that every one of us should actually build our own leadership brand. Mm. We don't wait until you get into a leadership position before you build one. You build your own leadership brand and let it shine so that people will look at that characteristics and see you as a potential leader. Mm. Because, you know, what happens is that when you have a strong leadership brand, you actually... Um, you, people can see your qualities and it helps you to deepen your influence and impact with others. Uh, with them, people will want to follow you, right? And also, um, it enhances your ability to, to, to achieve your career goals. Mm. So first of all, I would say that uh, every one of us should ask ourselves today, what is the leadership brand that we want to develop and portray? It's not an ego trip. It's necessary to the survival or growth of your career. Okay, so first of all, I would start with eliciting your values, getting right. your values elicited to see what's important to you and whether you are being true to your value. Because one of the things that is is very important about leaders is that they are consistently practicing their values and portraying those values. So when people look at you, you must say they should be able to say, well, that's a person of integrity. He's very strong. He's courageous. He's a visionary and that sort of thing. They should be able to place values to you based on what you are portraying. Right. Okay? okay. Second thing is to ask yourself, what are the results or goals you would like to achieve in your life in the next five years, in the next 10 years and so on? And you need to set well-formed outcomes for your life. And these need to be in line, aligned with your values. You can't have what you want to do in conflict with your values, all right? And then you need to focus, once you know what your goals are and your values are, you need to focus on doing more that are in line with your goals and values. Because you can set beautiful goals, but if you're not doing the behaviours that are needed to fulfil those goals, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. Right. Mm. The next thing is to get a reality check. Don't be like the emperor in the, wearing the emperor's new clothes. Yeah. Don't surround yourself with 
yes people. With yes people, or even go and ask all your good friends who you know who will never tell you the truth, uh, what you you know about yourself. Okay, find some trusted confidants. Worst or worst comes to worst, ask your husband and wife. That's the real truth barometer, lah. You know what I mean? Or or your mother, right? No? <laughs> uh, your family, you know. Sometimes they can be cruel, but then they'll tell you the truth. You yeah. know. So it has to be someone who's unafraid of telling you the truth. So mm-hmm. at work, find someone and give that person the mandate to always tell you the truth. Then again, you must be a person who is able to take that yeah. feedback. Can you okay. handle it? Can nah, you handle it? You got too much hierarchy in the organization. Yeah. If you're a leader with too much of hierarchy and everyone is tiptoeing around you and going, oh, Dato, this and Tansri, mm. that, you know, oh, you know, cannot say anything. Some people love it. You know, Frida, sadly, it's very sad. Mm. I have this issue where some companies have asked me to come on board and do media training, okay, or spokesperson's training. And then they will tell me, right, the, the person who's, who's, who's giving me the brief will tell me, oh, but you cannot ask them these kind of tough questions. You cannot shoot this at them and then because they're very sensitive. And I'm saying to you, as a leader, you have no business being sensitive about the feedback because feedback is crucial right. to your ability to be on track. Now, that's what happened in, to this country, the previous regime. They were so in the clouds and, you know, mm. somewhere else in some ivory tower surrounded by all these handmaidens and sycophants <laughs> and, you know, that they, they just totally lost touch with reality and mm. haven't got back there as far as I'm concerned. Next thing is to ask yourself, what traits do you want to be known for? Mm. Now, and this is another thing. When I go in to do leadership training, I will always tell the the HR person, hey, can we do a 360 survey? Can we get those people coming for the program to do a 360 survey? Cannot lah. They're all senior managers. are very sensitive. They're C-suite, you know. Very sensitive lah. How to ask people below them to evaluate them? But the two mark and test of your leadership character capabilities is what people say about you. Right. You must do a 360. I would advocate to all people, one of the things I do when companies send people to me for coaching is to say, ask, is the person coming for coaching willing to do a 360? I mean, mm. are they willing to go and get feedback uh, you know, in a structured way from their subordinates, peers and all that? If they are not, then they're not open to feedback. Coaching is going to be a waste of time. Right. All right? Okay. What are some of the dangers of having a strong leadership brand though? Okay, so one of the things is that if to the individual, there's a danger of pigeonholing yourself. You get so recognized in one domain, it's hard for people to see you outside of it. So you kind of like, you can get typecast. And also when people, are, sometimes, you know, as a leader, I want to go into another domain, another industry and try something there and build something there. But companies approach you or because of your expertise in that particular area. So you kind of get stuck in that, okay? Another way is you can start off being authentic, but you can get carried away with your perception of how people see you. So you become someone else and deviate from your true self. You, you, you have this brand and people see you a certain way. And that also is, uh, you know, it's, it's up to you. Lah, you know, you got to keep asking people close to you how, what is the truth. Because people out there will see you from the persona that you portray. So if you deviate from your true self, you can actually become very inspired insincere and it can take an emotional toll. Another thing is you stop becoming a person and you become the brand. Mm. (laughs) You know, you just start falling for the hype of your... You you believe your own press. Ah, Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
And then your the next danger is that your leadership brand outshines the brand of the organization. Mm. Okay, very often the person is the brand. Mm. So you become the brand such that when you're no longer there, people lose confidence and they don't want to do business with your brand. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Now, so how does an organization with a dynamic leader mitigate the impact when he or she is no longer there? I'm mean, thinking Apple, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Having said that, um, they're still selling a lot yeah, of yeah, exactly, products. Right? So maybe that legacy has been there. Well, an organization must always have a backup plan for when the leader with a strong personal brand is no longer there. Uh, it's uh, called succession planning, lah. Mm-hmm. Okay, which uh, a lot of people don't have, right. and a lot of organizations don't have. The strongest, most desired organizations to work for are those that cultivate a strong leadership brand throughout the workforce. So don't just focus on the main man or woman and the top tier. Hmm. You need to have that leadership development program through every rank you know, of the organization, the middle management, the high potential. So instead of merely strengthening the abilities of individual leaders, companies should focus on building a more general leadership capability that becomes evident throughout the organization so that everywhere you go and you meet people in the organization they have that you know that leadership ability to make decisions to problem solve you know that that strategic thinking and so on so that it must be constantly reflected throughout the service culture i'm sure you know you you felt that sometimes you step into a headquarters of an organization and you see it you see that culture that's shining forth and you just get like you know, so caught energized, up, yeah. caught up by yeah. it. But then you go to some other organization that everyone's so demoralized because everyone's so busy kowtowing to the leader. Okay? <laughs> so when you have this kind of culture being inculcated, a leadership culture throughout the ranks of the organization, when the leader is imminent dis- departure is announced publicly, you, you won't have suddenly your shares all crumbling. La. Right. Which brings me to another point. Uh, this whole thing about must have only one spokesperson for the organisation uh, is very archaic and yes. outmoded. Yeah. You know, I think that tomorrow if that uh, that li- something were to happen to that guy, then what? Nobody else is trained. <laughs> uh. Nobody can say anything. I uh. totally agree. Why only one person? You know, because you need to have more than one face to an organisation so that if the top person goes, dies or something, that other person is still there to inspire confidence. Hmm. Okay, so all top-level management, maybe like C-1, must be trained as spokespersons and right. allowed to speak on behalf of the organisation when required. Usually, it is an ego thing. One thing is, of course, you know, you have the government regulation. So, MNCs are, oh, government says that only CEO can talk. But usually, I don't know whether that is even so. Is the CEO says only I must talk because only I know what to talk because tomorrow, if uh, anybody else says anything so train your people right get them to model you mm. do preparation do training you know the other thing it actually instills confidence in the public if if several heads are able to speak it means that it's well oiled correct right? and that uh, you know you have respective directors or whatever heads who knows what's going on exactly. that's that's my perception uh, exactly right that. It, you know it's like only one person knows what's going on yeah it's not only one person knows. Only one person has got that, you know, presence. Ah. Mm. Then tomorrow that fella goes, then how? All these fellas still don't know. It's kunchu, kunchu, don't know anything. Then how? You know, the, the ins- confidence is, is, is uh, affected. Right. right. So is it important for a leader to replicate his or her leadership brand and others? You know, how can they do this? Should they, you know, should they, should it be the same? 
Absolutely. Mm. I believe that every the mark of a true leader is the quality of the leaders he creates. Mm. Okay, it's the legacy that he leaves, the leadership legacy that he leaves behind. Mm. Okay, so if you look around at all those who are writing about leadership, you know, Jack Welch and John Maxwell and all these people, right? They have left a legacy and people can pick that up. People can model them through their writing and the videos and so on. So basically what leaders, companies need to start is to start like a mentoring program. So part of succession planning as well. So you've got this really great leader at the top of the organization. Get one or two other people in the next year to model him. Model him. What is modeling? Modeling is finding out what drives the leader. What's his values? What are his beliefs? What are the behaviors that generate the results that he wants? What are his thoughts about things? And even his personal life, how he conducts his personal life. Does he read a lot? You know, what are his hobbies? You don't have to follow everything. Lah. If, you, if you look at, say, Bill Clinton, he modeled himself along Jack Kennedy, John F. Kennedy. Now, John F. Kennedy was mm. a pretty good leader but he had one failing la women <laughs> they both did yeah so you see what clinton did was ngam ngam he modeled john f kennedy la so everything you know what i mean he should have just left that other womanizing part out and taken on all the leadership qualities so when we see a leader uh and 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 i've seen that also like when you just you cannot worship the leader you got to mm, be very mm, discerning take well. the leader's good qualities and values and policies and leave the bat behind you cannot have stars in your eyes wow you know he's not a demigod that you need to emulate every i've seen people who even right down to the dressing right even right down to the dressing they emulate the leader you know so you look like mini me's walking around the leader yeah and I think you can emulate probably if the, the, the right values. That's yes. the, the, no, other Very. than that, I think everybody has to be a, an individual. Yeah. Right? You, you look at the beliefs that carried that leader to success, the values, the behaviors, right. okay, the thought patterns, the strategic thinking capabilities. What are some of the thinking, practical thinking models that they use? All those you can emulate. You don't necessarily have to emulate his dressing, yes, right. his you know, what he does in your personal life, unless it's something that it is you, useful yeah. to you, you mm. know? So that is modeling. Another thing companies should actually do is have mentoring and coaching programs, mm. you know, to to find out what is you know, the, the best qualities of their leaders and to then inculcate, pass that and inculcate them in the rest of their people. All right. Uh, wise words indeed. Uh, Sheila Singer from Human Equation in our Tools to Transformation series talking about the importance of a strong leadership brand. She'll be back again next month. I don't know talking about what, but stay tuned. Raising Game, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9. The Business Station.